0: What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. All right, so we have made it to August. Today is August 1st. It's not August 1st when I'm recording, but by the time this episode premieres, it will be August 1st. How are we feeling, guys? How are we feeling? Like, we're really already in August. I'm kind of excited to jump back into fall. I'm definitely excited for football season. Football is so much better than basketball. Save me the comments. Save me the debate. There is no changing my mind. Football is life. So, I'm excited that we've all made it to a new month and that, uh, This is the first day of it. It's something special when we slow down and pay attention to the numbers around us and uh, the moments around us. And I know you're probably thinking numbers, but if you are a person who believes in angel numbers, I do. If you are a person who likes astrology, which I do, I don't really dive into the number aspect of it. I kind of stay on the surface level of it. But if you're interested in it, we all know how important numbers can be and the different meanings that they have. So first of the month, first episode of BK to Drop, it's on August 1st. And I just think one powerful unity and special. And one as just from the first of the month perspective for anybody is the fact that We have between 30 and 31 days, depending on the month, or 28, February, and 27, 28. And we get to just start the journey for this month. If we're taking it one day at a time, it's a new day. If we're taking it one month at a time, it's a new month. And it's something so refreshing about new. Yes, new can be scary. Yes, new can make you anxious. Yes, new can make you worry because you don't have all the answers. But something new is also exciting and rejuvenating and exhilarating, no matter what it is, big or small. So I'm very excited about that. So I know this news is a couple of weeks old because, like I said, sometimes I pre-record and get them out. But unfortunately... The con of pre-recording is certain things that I want to talk about have already happened in the news cycle and more celebrity gossip and stuff has come up. So I have to talk to you guys a little bit later about it. But the point is, is that we're going to talk about it. So the news of celebrity gossip that we're talking about right now is the Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson having another child. Um, the child could be here at this point. Um it's supposed to be a boy. I don't know if all these details are official. There's a lot of he say, she say, a lot of media outlets reporting different rumors about the situation, the timeline, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm going to be honest. My first thoughts were, what the fuck? How is this even possible? Haven't they been broken up? Why would you want to bring a child into this? Those were my first initial thoughts. And the biggest thought for me was, holy shit, you're really bringing a child into this situation. And I don't care whether a person has money or they don't. To bring a child, whether we want them or not, into such a toxic environment, it breaks my heart for the child that did not ask to be here. It breaks... It... it breaks my heart for the parents they're going to have to navigate being a parent while also dealing with a toxic relationship and the karmic effects and the major effects that it's going to have on both the parent and the child it's willing being willingly hopefully you have to mentally prepare yourself to teach your child to unlearn these toxic behaviors that even if it's not coming from you it's coming from another parent <sighs> You're going to have to teach them that this isn't right. And it's only so much that words do because you can consistently raise them and say, go this way, do this, do the opposite of me, do that. But if they still continuously saw you doing the opposite of what you taught them, sometimes it all, it doesn't necessarily have the same impact because you told me to do this. You told me to pick differently. You told me not to exhibit this behavior, but yet you either exhibit this behavior or you accept it from somebody else. So it's almost like you're talking just to talk at a certain point. And I know that's not always a person's intention because they can really, truly and genuinely mean, please choose opposite for me. I've given you as many tools as I possibly can. I've given you all the tools that I didn't have. If I had these tools back then, more than likely I wouldn't be here. So I think we have to give grace and empathy for that. Um, but it just really, it breaks my heart for everybody involved, but definitely the kids, because the kids don't have to be here. The kids, they're born here because of us. Our actions, our choice to have them, if we have the choice, if we ever get the choice back, which we will. What did I tell you guys? This means war. War is still on. It just really breaks my heart for any kid, whether they have rich parents or not in this kind of situation. Um, I will say, when I saw the lack of empathy, especially from women towards her, it made me check myself because i was honest about my first thoughts i was like what the fuck why would you bring a child into this chloe how did you get in this position again everything was chloe 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 now i am a big critique of tristan thompson i you know don't sue me okay pay your child support don't sue me um but i just think he's a that's not nice and it's not bk like let me get my words right I think some of the actions that he shows and displays to the world and to the people he claimed to love are not great. They are toxic. they are unloving. They are cruel. Um And there were so many women that was like straight finger at Chloe. like you know what kind of guy he is, Chloe, 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 almost like a pick up the weight of his actions. And pick up the weight of your stupidity, right? And no offense, I'm not necessarily trying to call her a stupid person because clearly she's highly intelligent. And I think to say that love doesn't affect the way you forgive a person, love doesn't affect the way you maneuver with a person, how many chances they get and all this kind of stuff, I think would be asinine and a lie to say for any of us. Love does play a major role, which is kind of its job to do. Love is supposed to be forgiving. Love is supposed to forgive wrongdoings, you know. Um, love is very, very, a very powerful tool. So we know that she loved him. Um, this is the man that she had her first child with and now her second. And all of that plays a role. Um, it's it's a crazy situation, but to see the lack of empathy from women, knowing that I know so many women who, if they were in a similar situation, they might have made the exact same decision that Chloe did. They might have been like, I'm wanna stay for the kid. They might have been like, Okay, I really want to try because I love him. Um, Chloe had to do what was best for her and she had to walk away in her time. And I think that was absolutely what she should have done absolutely because everybody's going to go home they're going to live their lives they're going to go back to their men that may or may not be treating them well they're going to go back to their women that may or may not be treating them well and they're going to point all these fingers to you from a distance but they're going to go back and live their lives they're going to go back and uh if they're suffering in their relationships they're going to go back and suffer they're just suffering in silence but they're out loud pointing the finger at you and even if they're not to Be on a high horse, and this goes for any of us, which is why I said I had to check myself to be on a high horse in a sense and think, Oh, this shit can never happen to me. I'm so strong willed. I'm so this, I'm so that. This could never. Life has a way, no matter the situation, of humbling all of us really quickly and reminding us that, uh, yes, boo, this can happen to you as well. And I just think that we'll all go through something. So, It's nice to not come from a position of holier than thou above all else. This can never happen to me because it can. And life will show you really quickly that it can test life if you want to, and it will humble you real quick. One of the things that I always say is we all have limits and different things that we're willing to put up with that we may not admit out loud. So some stuff for you, when you look at a friend or a parent or um, a celebrity, like we're looking at Chloe and Tristan right now, you think that's a deal breaker for me. That's a deal breaker for me. Number one, here's two things. It's always different when you're in it. And number two, um, even if that is a deal breaker for you, there may be stuff that you put up with that. That person may be like, oh, hell no, that's a deal breaker for me. So we all have our limits and we have our different quirks and things that we'll be willing to put up with for a person. And all of that plays a role into the way we were raised, the life experiences we experience, the way we view love, empathy, forgiveness, kindness, all of that. What we're fighting for. Is it the vision of a family? Is it the vision of a marriage? Is that a combination of both? Is it so my child can have what I didn't experience? Um, It could be a a numerous amount of reasons, but we all have moments of where we will forgive a person that has done something that we're like, oh, that was fucked up. Or we've had moments where people have forgiven us. Because we have done fucked up things to the other person. and we were so hopefully grateful and thankful for their kindness and their forgiveness about a situation or in that moment. And like I said before, women shouldn't have to carry the weight of a man's shitty actions. Like she can carry the weight of choosing to um go back with him of choosing to have another kid. She can carry that, but she was okay with that decision because she was, clearly being laid on false pretenses. If we go down the timeline and I know I'm not going to have this timeline exactly right, but if we look at the timeline after multiple cheating scandals, let's get to the most current one. Whenever they finally got back together, um they were doing a lot of therapy. I don't what I if you don't watch the show, you don't realize that he was buying her flowers and 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 diamond rings that literally looked like a freaking engagement ring bracelets, all this stuff. He was going to, and listen, some women are easily, some people, let's not even put that on women. Some people are easily persuaded by people buying gifts and think that's great. (laughs) One of my really good friends always says, what is the intention behind the gift? If the gift, if they're getting you the gift because they fucked up, that's not good. If it's not, I'm getting this just because I thought of you. I'm getting this just because I love you. I'm getting this because I feel like you're my Person, you deserve this, and or I want to give this to you. It is not the same. And if you're only getting gifts when they fuck up, red flag, red flag, but you don't have to listen to me. Okay. Cause like I said, we all have different things of what we're willing to put up with and what we're not. And um, if you go on the timeline, he was doing this, he was doing therapy, he was talking about marriage, he wanted to help put the down payment on her house, this and that. And the whole time he was secretly doing this court deposition about this other son that he was having on Chloe. He didn't give her a heads up. He didn't give her a warning. She found out like the rest of us. Um, So it's not like she was going into this saying Tristan Thompson ain't shit or whatever. And she had her doubts. She had her doubts. She had her questions. And let me tell you, people in her inner circle were like, you're not giving him and you don't see the effort he's putting in. He's being kind. He's being nice. He's really going above and beyond. And you're not appreciating that. So then shit like that starts getting in your head. Well, am I tripping? Is it me? My gut is telling me one thing, My but everybody else is like, oh, you're just her. You're just this. You're just that. And look at the situation she's in now. Her gut tried to warn her. Her gut knew. But everybody in her in a circle was like, you're just being mean. You're just not giving another chance. You're just this and that. And I, when I say everybody, I don't mean literally every single person. I'm going to say there were a lot of people. And then you have it from the internet perspective where a bunch of us were like, Chloe, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? (laughs) Right? Like how dare you do this to us even though it's your life? And if that doesn't make you like step back and be like, well, let me take, this is her life. This is her life, her decisions, her kids, her family, um, she's going to have to explain this to them. And she already may have the best explanation for that. We're not there. We're not raising her kids. You know, We're not involved in their intri- intricate details of their life. Like We just watch whatever amount of time we see on an episode and whatever they've already highly edited and approved to be out. Anything that's out, they want out, right? So the real juicy, detailed stuff, we still don't get. <laughs> we still don't get so we do not know everything um but she's already stated on the show the new show that she doesn't have doubts because she can say in her heart of hearts i try for true i really tried for true i don't have any doubts so she's very okay with her decision and um I'm glad because it doesn't matter if the rest of the world, it doesn't matter if even her family didn't approve. If she's okay, she has to make the best decision for her and um, her kids. So I'm, uh, I'm happy that she doesn't have any regrets about trying. She also acknowledged a very good point. And I think the last episode of season one of the Kardashians, and it was like, you can't control, these aren't her exact words, but you can't control how people treat you, but you can definitely show them how to treat you by what you allow. And that's such a excellent point. No, we don't have control over another human being's actions and the choices that they make, but we can very well show them what we're willing to put up with and what we're not. They know what they can get away with and what they can't. They know what they can get us to feed into and what they can't. And if we put up boundaries and if we be like, hell no, you are not allowed to do this. You know how to say hell no. You could say it a lot nicer. (laughs) Then people do start to operate differently because they're like, oh, she won't allow me to keep doing this. You know, they won't allow me to keep doing that. I have no choice but to either leave them alone and take my chaos somewhere else or I have no choice but to change. I have two options. But either way, the toxicness and the chaos, this person is not allowing me to put it off on them anymore. And it makes a difference. It really makes a difference. You know, I feel like Tristan Thompson could have gave her a heads up. He could have been honest. They probably would have still been together to this day had he been like, hey, I cheated again. I know we're getting ready to have this baby, but I just want to let you know that secretly for all all this time I've been doing this, Let's fight this Do you still want to get this kid? I'm still trying to do better They probably would have been together to this day Honestly, if you ask me Um, I think the worst thing is the betrayal And deceitfulness of it all It adds a little spice to the whole situation Don't you agree? And like I said, I may not agree with how she handled everything Like bringing a baby into a situation That she was so unsure of Um, But again, she may be like I want my kid I want my kids to have the same parents And um Yeah, a co-parent with one versus having a co-parent with multiple. It could be all of that playing into a factor. And she could have really started to believe that he was a good person, which is heartbreaking and unfortunate all wrapped up in one. Um, But you know how I am about kids and being brought into situations like this. It just... (laughs) It just is what it is. And I don't think my stance on that will change. But if it does, I'll be sure to let you guys know. I just believe that kids are usually the biggest casualty of major decisions and the biggest casualties of wars like that. Um, And that's so unfortunate because they did not ask to be here. And that just sucks. And again, none of us are perfect. We're all born selfish. That doesn't have to be taught. A lot of us definitely myself. I have, um, I know that I've had that early on, but I am learning to share and be more generous. Um, oh, well, technically I've learned a long time ago to share and be more generous at this point. I'm just either choosing to be generous and share or not. But, um, even though we're all born selfish it's the principle of all of us having to learn to share and be generous. Um, and God is so good, guys. He is so good. He's been working on me, showing me where my heart is selfish or where my poverty mindset might be taking over. He's made me more attuned to certain things, and I've tapped into them more. He, um, I am constantly working on being mindful and aware of my actions and holding myself holding myself accountable. And just being open to constructive criticism from the right sources it's not a just it's not just about hearing it from any and everybody it's about hearing it from the people who genuinely love you and genuinely have the best intentions for you because love is not enough in any situation love is a really powerful thing but as powerful as it is with anything in life it can be abused misused and manipulated um and it can be turned into a variation of love that is not a that at the core is not actually what love is, but people call it love. People will say it's love or people say I'm doing it from a place of love. But if you do the shadow work and the deep work, you'll realize that this really came from a place of ego or this really came from a place, a place of pain, but I'm calling it and saying that it's love. So make sure that if you are getting constru- constructive criticism, which is very necessary for all of us, make sure it's from a trusted source. Don't just listen to any and everybody because some people are plotting on your downfall and cannot wait for you to fail. Some people are so eagerly waiting for the moment for you to pour into them and tell them everything so they can know how to either use it against you or when you're having another moment, they can bring up. But you remember that one time you felt that way? You remember that one time that your life felt like hell? You want to relive it? Can I bring it up? (laughs) <laughs> can we chuckle about it like there are some people um that will do that and if they are in your circle Get rid of them Get rid of them. You don't have to be rude with it But you can meet them where they are and you can handle them accordingly They don't get access to certain areas of your life access is a privilege for everybody family friends business, whatever access Is a privilege for everybody the level of access you get is a privilege as well know who can handle what and who will make a situation worse or better you have to learn that and unfortunately sometimes that just takes trial and effort trial and error but what a blessing to have a village and people that truly care trusting the process can be so hard especially when you're a control freak like me which is all an illusion anyways All right, the next thing that I wanna touch on really quickly is um, the attachment style, the anxious attachment style. I heard a video on IG and I'm gonna play it for you guys so you guys can hear um, the video and then we'll discuss it after but it made me wanna do some more research. There are four different types of attachment styles, but the one that we're gonna talk about is um, anxious. And I'm also gonna leave a link in the description if you wanna look up more information about it. So the definition of the attachment theory was proposed by psychologist John Bowlby or Bulbally in the 1950s he proposed that children develop an attachment style in early life depending on the parenting of the primary caregiver and the anxious one the definition is those with an anxious attachment style have problems trusting others they often worry that people will abandon them so they will often seem clingy or needy and I want to go ahead and play the video so we can hear that and talk about it. Alright, we're about to play the video. I just have to say that, you know, I do not own the rights to this video, the music, the audio, the person, blah, blah, blah. Do not sue me because the only thing that you're getting right now is either tears and a hug or a big chuckle and a hug because the bills ain't finna get their money in a minute if inflation keep going up the way it is. So this is not my video. This is not my content. I just want to share it so we can talk about it. I do not own the rights to this video. Here we go.
1: Don't assume it. This video is going to be for my people with an anxious attachment style. One similar trait that people who have an anxious attachment style have is that we're constantly overanalyzing people and trying to perceive their reactions or perceive their emotions before they tell us. So let me give you an example. Hey, an anxious person is hanging out with their group of friends. They made a joke and their friend didn't laugh. We're going to begin to hyperfixate on that person's emotions, so we can try to piece together what happened before they tell us this is an ongoing exhausting cycle for us because now you're constantly trying to figure something out for someone to every single person who has an ancient statue of style this is the biggest tip that i can give you you are not responsible to figure out someone's emotions before they do it is not your job to aid them in communicating their feelings either most times it's because that's how we had to be growing up maybe maybe we had to perceive a parent's emotions so we knew how to maneuver in the house. But guess what? As an adult, it is another person's responsibility to come to you if they have an issue with you about something. Do not entertain passivity. If someone has an issue with you, if someone feels a type of way towards you, allow them to come to you. And until they come to you about it, they don't got a problem with you. Do not drive yourself crazy overthinking for someone else. If they,
0: All right, so that was the video. And um, I thought it was very interesting and I thought it would be something that would be good to share on BK. Um, I should probably do a whole episode on the different attachment styles or at least a section, but I am going to link the articles so you guys can dive into the other ones. But I thought, wow, where do you think BK family that you, that you exhibit behaviors of an anxious attachment style and where are the areas that you've shown up in your life? Because what I think, at least for myself, that I'm going to have traits of probably all four, maybe depending on the season that I'm in in my life or the situation that I'm in. Um, But it's like when she was talking about it and I was reading about it, I was like, okay, I'm a very anxious person, but I'm not usually overanalyzing, usually overanalyzing somebody's response or something. But I have seen it show up in different moments in my life. Like Maybe the response wasn't as excited as I thought, or maybe I thought a person was, Um a little more, people say that I have like the dry tone. And I think I do, but I'm still listening. I'm still engaged. And so sometimes that's happened to me. And maybe I think like, damn, are they not interested? And it's not that they're not interested. They're like me. Like I'm listening to you. I just don't sound like I'm high off of sugar 24 seven, you know, like I'm just chilling. I'm just vibing out, but it doesn't mean that I don't care. And I don't, I'm not interested in you or what you're talking about. So I've had that happen to me, um, from both sides in both ways. And I was just wondering where has the attachment style shown up for you? Um, do you try to people please? Do you try to, anybody says something you have to try to figure out their emotions do you prep yourself before you tell people certain things because you're afraid of their reactions and irony how it all goes back to our childhood trauma and the way we're raised from the beginning right yeah I know which is why I'm so hell-bent on not bringing kids into the world just because you want them it's so much that goes into that It's question time I'm so excited guys Thank you for sending me in your questions Remember that in each episode description I link where you can send me a voice memo If you want, I will leave you anonymous Just because this is out to different platforms Unless you specifically tell me you don't want to be left anonymous Then I'll, you know, shout you out Let you know and let you hear yourself on BK I love it Um, I can include your voice memo or, you know, the blank canvas ID pages up so you guys can send me DMs, send me questions and stuff, and I will answer them, whether it's on different topics um, for us to discuss in a whole episode, some people you may want to see on the show and so forth and so on, or just some questions you want Mickey to answer personally during question time, all right? I have one for this week, and here we go. They said, hey, Mickey, I love the show and how open you are with your listeners. You talk about how hard it is to follow Jesus sometimes. What do you do to get out of that state? First of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to BK and for the support. I'm so happy that you are a part of the BK family. Thank you. All right. So to answer your question, um, it's definitely hard to follow Jesus sometimes Because of my flesh and I don't know about everybody else, but it feels easier to live from that place rather than being led by the Holy Spirit. A lot of times, at least for me now, I'm not saying that that's right, because clearly it's not. But usually the flesh is is something that is of uh, a selfish nature and is getting my needs met, even if it hurts me or others in the long run, or even if it's not a part of God's plan. However, although easier to live out of the flesh, it's not wise at all. I'm going to say that again. It's not wise at all and will lead to a more destructive outcome. Trusting God is hard because we're human. We don't have all the answers and can't see the beginning and the end. And sometimes we struggle with even seeing in the middle, but trusting him. And having obedience is the best thing for all of us. And I can't stress this enough. God never does anything to harm us, even the bad stuff that happens. He makes that work for our good as well. In these moments, I... I do the opposite of what my body and mind may feel. I feed the spirit and not my ego. I feed the spirit and not my flesh. I up my praying. And it's not to say that I don't do that a lot already. But when you're in those seasons of warfare, when you're in those moments where your faith seems like it's slipping, you got to amp it up even more. And you may not feel it. You may not be in the mood. But reminding yourself of what God's Word actually is, talking to him, being in His presence, He can rejuvenate you and give you the strength that you need to keep going. Um, in my dark times or when my faith is slipping, i these are things that I need more. And I pray for reassurance and help with strengthening my faith. I pray for God to speak and let me have an open mind to hear him and not only hear him, but, The, But put in what he said to action No matter how I feel in that moment I read my Bible more I rewatch old sermons Or usually I can find one from a trusted source That speaks right to my situation And again, trusted source Because just because somebody is a pastor Doesn't mean they are truly for the will and call of God, nor does that mean that they were taught correctly, the true will and call of God. And and they may not purposely be trying to lead us astray, but unfortunately the way they were taught is what they're passing on and is leading us away from God instead of towards him. So trust it, trust it, trust it, source. Even if you're listening to a sermon online, pray about that pastor, pray about that sermon and say, God, is there something that I'm supposed to get from this? If it is, what is it? And God, is this truly what you told them to say? And is this truly of you? If not, don't even let it enter my mind and seep into my spirit because it's vital because if we think just because it's from a pastor or a prophet or something, a person of the church or something that, oh my God, their word is the end all be all. Absolutely not. Can they hear from the guy? Yeah, but they hear from God like we hear from God, which is why sometimes it's okay just to go talk to God yourself. That is the blessing and the privilege of being in the luxury of being a child of God. We got him on speed out. Now. now, we may not always hear an audio response, <laughs> but he's going to respond when we need to hear it, when we need to see it, and when we need to feel him. I've had moments where I'm like, God, I do not feel you. I'm pissed with you. I'm always very honest and wrong with God. I do not feel you. I'm pissed with you. I need you right here, right now. I promise you, he came and saw me in that exact moment immediately. Um, I was crying. It was such a very powerful moment for me, but he showed up. I felt his presence. I knew that God was with me. And I'm not just saying that, like, I can, I could really feel it. I still can remember the day, the situation. And um, he showed up for me and I'm so grateful. So he's on speed now. He is on speed dial and you have access to him whenever you need to. Um, God is very intentional. Never forget that. Like he can make everything end up working out for our good. He's also very intentional about what we hear, what we see, the people we encounter. Um, And we have to be just as intentional. Like he's intentional and doesn't want the worst for us. He wants the best for us. We have to be intentional about the people that we let into our lives, the people that we let speak into and support into us um about the things that we see and stuff because just as he's intentional, we should be too, are we always absolutely not, including myself. But we see the difference that it makes when somebody is intentional about their decisions, their actions, and their words. And remember that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And that's something that I always used to just say when I was younger until I got older and started realizing the depth and the impact of life and death is really in the power of the tongue. It has the power to change the situation and not just, not just mindset wise, like literally change a situation. And, and, and if you don't realize the words that you're speaking out to other people, or even that you're speaking to yourself, you'll start to believe the words that you say to yourself. And if you're saying ugly words and it's the opposite of what God already told us what we are, About how we're masterpieces and stuff, how great we are, how deep his love runs for us, we'll start not believing truly who God is and what he intended for us and what he, the kind of love he wants us to experience, the kind of relationships, whether business, romantic, platonic, the kind that he wants us to experience here on this earth. He led us by example. He gave us a book full of people who lived this life out before we even got here, whether you believe the stories or not, right? He still gave us that. And it's something that we can always reference and go back to. The most important thing that I can say is to be honest where you are and how you truly feel so God can meet you there. And he will, he will meet you there. That's the best part, you don't have to do it alone. And when you feel alone, you have to remind yourself that you're not. Try to shift your perspective and stop your mind from running. Recenter and refocus. Get in his presence more. I, you know, I try not to get mad. I take those moments of a clear indication that I need to spend more time with him, which I'm sure he has no problem with that at all. And I get the recharge I need to keep going. So, I hope this helped. And remember to give yourself grace as you find what works best for you. Don't rush the process or feel like a failure. We can't snap our fingers and have it fixed, nor would we appreciate the journey if we could do that. Again, thanks so much for listening to me and eat the meat, spit out the bones. But I really, really hope this helps. And I pray that you... um, Your faith increases and that you get past this moment, which I know that you can and you will. Just tell God where you are and he'll meet you there. All right, guys, that's all the time that we have this week on BK. Thanks so much for listening and tuning in. I hope that you guys are enjoying this episode and the content. I am so grateful that you guys take time out of your day to listen to me. Remember, you can send in voice memos. Remember that the BKIG page is up it is live and running i put in effort to that go check it out show some love so some support remember on any podcast platform you listen to wherever you can rate or leave a comment please do so that's how we go up in the rankings and that's how i can you know be helpful and get more content out to you guys and tell me what you guys love about the show that way i can either give you a little more and give you a little less but most importantly thank you thank you thank you guys so much all right guys that's all the time that we have see you next time Bye.